her pratayantim seeking lavana lalamam the ornament of women asevita sri charanai by those who have not worshipped the feet of lakshmi Adrishtam, not seen, but some, beloved daughter, Manoho, of Swayambhava Manu, Uchapadaha, of Uttanapa, Swasaram, sister, Kaha, what? Na Anumaneta, would not welcome Buddha, wise man, like Buddha, Buddha. Aviyatam, who has come of her own accord, translation in purport by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada, Jai Prabhupada. What wise man would not welcome her? The very ornament of womanhood, the beloved daughter of Swambhava Manu and sister of Uttanpa. Those who have not received the gracious feet of the goddess of fortune cannot even perceive her, yet she has come of her own accord to seek my hand. Kardamamani is very happy in welcoming. Please repeat, what wise man would not welcome her? The very ornament of womanhood. The beloved daughter of Swayambhava Manu. And sister of Uttampal. Those who have not received the gracious feet of the goddess of Karchun. Those who have not worshipped the gracious feet of the goddess of Karchun. Cannot even perceive her. Yet she has come of her own accord to seek my hands. Purport. Kardamamuni praised the beauty and qualification of Devahuti in different ways. Devahuti was actually the ornament of all ornamented beautiful girls. A girl becomes beautiful by putting ornaments on her body, but Devahuti was more beautiful than the ornaments. She was considered the ornament of the ornamented beautiful girls. Demigods and Gandharvas were attracted by her beauty. Kardamamuni, although a great sage, owes not a denizen of the heavenly planets, but it is mentioned in the previous verse that Biswavasu, who came from heaven, was also attracted by the beauty of Devahuti. Besides her personal beauty, she was the daughter of Emperor Swayambhava and sister of King Uttanpa. Who could refuse the hand of such a girl? Om Jnana Timirandasya Jnananjana Salakaya Chokshurnamilitam Jainatasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Mano Vishtamista Pitamena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Sopadandikam 
वंदेहम श्री गुरो श्रीयुतापदकमलगुरोन्वैष्णवांश श्रीरूपम स गजाता सह गण रघुनाथाताजीव सद्वैता सबधूत पिजन सहित कृष्ण चैतन्यदेव श्रीराधाकृष्णपादगणलिता श्री विशाखान्ता हे कृष्ण करुणा सिंधो दीनबंधु जगतपते गोपीशा गोपिका कांता राधा कांता नमस्तुते तप्तकांचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानुसुते देवी प्रणमा हरि प्रिय वाचा कल्पतरोपा सिंधु पतिता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः नमो विष्णुपादा कृष्ण प्रस्ताय भूतले श्रीमते भक्तिवेदस्वामी नमस्ते नमस्ते सारस्वते देवे गौरवाणी प्रचारिणे निर्विशेषून्यवादी पाश्चातरिणे श्रीकृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभो निनंद श्रीअदाधर श्रीवासादिगौरभक्तवृंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे द ग्रॉल दे लिव इन हेवनली प्लैनेट आर वेरी मच ब्यूटिफुल their beauty is explained in the vedic scripture that they are exceptionally beautiful compared to the beauty we have experienced in this material world the um the most beautiful person from this world compared to heaven looks little ugly in their comparison that's how it is explained maybe um we do not have that direct experience but you all were there sometime in your previous lives avrama bhavana loka you have even reached above heavenly planet brahma lokas other jana loka tapa loka mahar lokas and we have traveled through all these planetary systems in this universe and Finally, we have come to this particular body in this Martya Loka, which is Mother Earthly Planet, in the middle of these fourteen planetary systems. And when the beauty is there in the heavenly planet, people are really just proud of their beauty, their long life, their pious activities. their material enjoyment and simply enjoying their life without considering what happened tomorrow they live a very long span of life they have to, they do not have any any worries in their mind women do not get pregnant once they do pregnant their their, their life start dwindling this way they live a long life and so devahuti even though she is not the denizen of heaven but she is not less beautiful than those of the ladies from heavenly planets 
Besides that, she has a very big, big background of her family background, coming from the emperor of the whole world, Swayambhuva Manu, and the sister of Uttanpath, the king, the father of Dhruva Maharaj. So, um, and Kardama Muni is saying, those who have not received the lotus feet of goddess of virgin mother Lakshmi, they cannot get any chance to see, to perceive uh, Devabhuta. She is such a rare personality. But what a fortunate man I am. She has come on her own accord to me and who will not accept such a beautiful personality? as his own wife. <coughs> so, um, he is praising her. At the same time, he is very, very happy to receive the hand of Devahuti. And then, Devahuti uh, is very well-cultured, very disciplined, very obedient to her father. Now she is going to be married with Kardamamuni and will be a um, very good wife of him and they will together do so many wonderful things in their life later on and beautiful personality will appear from them who will propagate the devotional creeper, the science of bhakti, the science of Sankhya philosophy all over the world and many people will be benefited from that. Okay, this is the story from here, and then we also have another special important day today, the appearance day of a great Acharya of our Sampradaya, of our uh, culture, tradition of our line. Um, this is Narottam Das Thakur. Nara means human, man, Nara. Uttama means the best. His name itself explains about his character. Narottama Das Thakur was the son of a great king. Very, very great king. He's also called Thakur Mahasaya. Mahasaya means very renowned, very great personality in the society. If someone is very rich, very high class, social position, social status, they are called Mahasaya. Like in English we say, Sir. That sir is not enough to uh, express Mahasaya in this words. That means he was the son of a great king. And he had no desire to continue father's duty as a king. He was completely observed in Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu from his very childhood. And after his father passed away, he did not take the responsibility of the kingdom. Rather, he gave that responsibility to his paternal uncle's son. Okay, you handle this. And I go to Vrindavan. I don't care about all this big kingdom, ruling like a king, getting power, and all these things. He was completely detached from this external... Um, power and he had a the complete symptom of a great 
um, realized soul, like very long, tall body, deep navel, all these symptoms were present in his body that could tell him that he is not an ordinary person. And he went to school, he was like Sutidhara. Whatever he heard, uh, he hears one time from the teachers, that would stay in his memory. And he could repeat any time in future without uh, consulting the book. Like people would be in the previous ages. All this knowledge is coming down to us through that chain. But in Kali Yuga, we lost that memory power, so we need a recording of the scriptures. And Vyasadeva willingly uh, agreed to do so, and he is the incarnation of Lord Himself. So, this is how these scriptures are preserved and brought up to us today through disciplic succession. And very quickly he mastered in the Sanskrit text, in the grammar, and his talent could be seen in his writing. His, his uh, especially poetry, he wrote so many songs, Vaishnava songs, uh, which are uh, like actual scriptures, Vedic literatures, none different from them. His each word explained the glories and the wit of the Sastra. It has such a heavy, deep meaning of the Sastra expressed in his lines. And then devotees throughout the world sings his glories, his writings. Even we do, Prabhupada used to sing his bhajan so much all the time. And Prabhupada said, his writings are uh, his like Sastra. If we read his writing and we sing the sounds, that can um, bring that love of God in our heart, that can evoke the real love of God within the heart of any people, those who listen to When he was like 12 years old, very young child, 12 years, uh, he had a dream in which he visioned Sri Nityananda Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu. And Nityananda Prabhu was instructing him in his dream, Hey, uh, Narutam, you go to the Padma River, the bank and the Ganges, and you will be blessed by the personified river, and you will be given the love of God by her. Go there. That was in his dream. And he followed the instruction he received in the dream from Nityananda Prabhu and went to the river Padma and took bath and the river personified came up and on the instruction of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu she gave love of God to Narutam Das Now he got the love of God. What happened once when one got get love of God? He became mad and starts spreading that message to all over the places and become crazy. Like when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu received his Harinam initiation from his spiritual master in Gaya, 
he also gets mad after chanting holy name of the Lord. And he says that I do not know what happened to me, but I cannot control myself from chanting the holy name. And I forgot everything, I just am become crazy. I just keep chanting and chanting and chanting and all this happening to me. What happened? What kind of mantra you gave to me? And that was the real love of God. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was experiencing, even though he was the Supreme Lord himself, but he has a great desire to experience the love of God that was experienced by Rukmini, the chief wife of Sri Krishna. One time Rukmini and Krishna were having conversation in the room in their palace in Dwaraka and Rukmini was crying in serving Krishna and he was asking what happened to you? Why are you crying? What is lacking in your life? You will never understand this feeling of uh, uh, service. You never understand. I cannot explain to you. Oh, Krishna thought, me? I do not understand the love of God or the mood of service. And so he desired to experience that very mood and he came at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Now Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is experiencing that mood of Rukmini or Srimad Radharani and then uh, start running in the street and chanting the holy name and he is starting preaching to everybody. Naratam Das Thakur also preached very vigorously the real Vaishnava philosophy. According to him, a Vaishnava is not like uh, a Malaksha or Yavana or Brahmana or uh, Grihastha or Sannyasa or anything. All these external designations are not Vaishnava in, according to his preaching. The real Vaishnava is the death of one Krishna consciousness and realization in the path of Krishna consciousness, in the path of uh, worshipping the Lord. How much one is deep and realized, that makes one a serious and deaf Vaishnava. Not externally, all these dressings, uh, all the positions, social status, size of the shoes, education, whatnot, everything does not make difference. How much one is realized in Krishna consciousness and how deep he is in taking this process and that determine how serious Vaishnava one is. So um, that was the definition of Narottam Das Thakur and he was born in the present Bangladesh uh, from the father and mother Narayani Devi was the name of his mother and Krishnananda was his father. They were great king, they were very very renowned, I mean rich person in the society. And uh, after Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was then later on when he came to Vrindavan, uh, Narutam Das Thakur was the disciple of Lokanath Goswami and he, Narutam Das Thakur has uh, had thousands of disciples in that region and he preached Krishna consciousness in um, Jagannathpuri area and then Bengal area in and out of all this area, Odisha and Bengal. So, um, after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had gone from this material world, when he just finished his pastimes, he went back home, back to Gare, to his place. And there were so many um, distractions in the philosophy had taken place. People were following different paths. The devotees were not unifying. They had uh, 
their own uh, lineage and they were following uh, differently and different ideas there was no any union and after he went to Vrindavan he was welcomed by Rupa and Sanatana Goswami and his Guru Maharaj Loganath Goswami instructed him to go to Jiva Goswami and receive the Siksha, the education of Gaudiya Vaishnava Siddhanta and he studied from him and he composed so many literatures and especially the poetry. Jayanilo Premadana, this is the song by him. And he organized a big festival in order to reunite all the devotees of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu who were scattered around with their different philosophies. And the first Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Gauramandala Parikrama, the Keturi festival was organized by uh, Narutam Das Thakur and all the great great devotees including Janavi Mata, the wife of Nityananda Prabhu was there present uh, with her entourage and big festival organized and even now it is going on. Just coming in March, this festival takes place in India. Devotees come from all over the world. They organize big, big pandal program. They go around the places where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu performed his pastimes. And they hear the glories of the pastimes. And they have prasadam. And they go to the next destination. And they camp and then chant, hear, listen, dance. You have prasadam. Thousands of thousands of people every day. They cook in the temple Mahapur and they bring and serve and go back and clean and again tomorrow morning prepare the food and that goes on for days and days and days. And after they come from seven days Parikrama, they come to the temple and they have very beautiful big Pandal program where thousands of devotees come together and enjoy the Harikatha, Gauranga Mahaprabhu's pastime. In the beginning years, there would be only two teams, one Bengali team, one is international team. And now they have divided into many groups like Hindi separate groups and Russian different groups, local Bengalis different group and international community devotees different group. They have all arranged in a separate way. They never encounter in between. They, if you go to this area today, they go to that. When we go to that area, they come here like that. So alternate and then all Bengal is in emerging into the ocean of love of God during this time. And not only ISKCON organized six, seven groups, but there are other Gaudiya Mars devotees separately organizing big, big uh, parikrama with their thousands of devotees. And you cannot imagine how beautiful it is. This all credit goes to Narottam Das Thakur, who initiated in the beginning. He is such a great soul, very humble. No pride, nothing to hide, everything in the service of the Lord. I hope one day you all will be able to go and take part in the Parigrama Mayapur festival and you experience the first-hand experience of love of God, Saitanya Mahaprabhu, distributed in the land of Gauramandala. And Jayavadaka Maharaj, very, very sick. What happened? He goes to every group every day. He addresses the devotees several times in a day. Never get tired, besides his physical difficulties. Never stops. 
Devotees non-stop chanting from morning to night. Non-stop. Play drum, kirtal, harmonium, all these things. Never, nobody get tired. Because they are directly empowered by uh, Lord Chaitanya. When in that Khetori Gram festival, Narottam Das Thakur was leading beautiful kirtan, all the devotees from different places, they saw the presence of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, even though Mahaprabhu had already gone 50 years ago. They experienced, personally saw the presence of Mahaprabhu. That was the mood of their singing that they could bring Mahaprabhu personally in that place. Not everybody could see because Naham Prakasa Sarvasya, Krishna says, I cannot be manifested to everyone, those who are not ready. But those realized devotees had personally seen and experienced the pers- presence of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in that uh, festival. We can simply imagine how beautiful it was. So when we become prideless, when we become very prideless from our heart, we, we destroy that pride and laziness, huh, then we can experience such things. Like with pride, it doesn't work. One time what happened after the Mahabharata war was over, all the other Pandavas gave all the credit to Krishna, my dear Lord, because of you. We are able to win this great war, but without you, we would be already finished. But Vishma, Bhimsen, had little pride because he was very powerful personality. I fought the war and we got, we won it. Krishna wanted to curb his pride a little bit and he took him tour to the south in India. And there was a very big lake. Big lake, huge lake. And Krishna sent Bhishma, no, Bhimsen, to find out the source of that lake. Go and see from where this lake started. Because in order to be a lake, there should be some source of water coming from the mountain and then reserved there. So he sent him to find. And he went the perimeter of that lake he was not able to find any source where it was coming from. And on the way, he was uh, trying to find the source of that lake. The Asuras, the demons were attacking Bhimsen. Bhimsen was very powerful. He thought, I can easily defeat them. As he was fighting, uh, he was not able to defend himself. He had to run back to Krishna in order to take shelter. And then he ran, hey Krishna, I am in trouble, big trouble, these asuras are chasing me. Ah, come on and help me please, my Lord. And Krishna immediately uh, went there and then threw up their whole leg and dried it up. And all the asuras were easily defeated by Krishna's one effort. And then he told to Bhimsen that, this lake was formed from the skull of Kumbhakarna, a big demon who fought with King Ram. In the skull, is <laughs> a round shape, is a huge, and there was, he could not find the source of the water. And then Krishna will, it's not like this. 
<laughs> all the demons also defeated. <laughs> and then he told that these Asuras were helping Ravana to fight with Ram in, in previous days. And then Bhimsen became very humble and his pride was smashed. And he took him back. So, if we, you have a pride, if I have a pride of something, uh, that doesn't work. That does not make us great. With that, that, that grows our ego and it will become very puffed up. And we think we know so many things. And so at some point Krishna will smash and that's very hard to tolerate. But if you are already humbled, you do not have any pride, you can accept anything Krishna gives to you. It becomes very easy for you to accept any instruction that comes. So if you want to fight with your ego, you fight with your laziness. You fight with your bad desire inside. The battle takes place inside your mind and then conquer it and then come. You become beautiful, shining personality. No problem. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. I am the personified of that pride. I'm talking for myself. Any question or any comment? <laughs> yes. Gangya Prabhuji, any question? I hope your headache will go away. Well, I just want to reflect that I really like how you said, um, you know, if you have to fight, because I have a part of me that likes to fight, you know, fight our, fight our laziness. Yes. Yes. One Russian Mataji, she was giving talk in Nepal. She said that if you want to make a battle, do with your lazy thing, laziness. Fight every day, kick him. <laughs> but do not do that outside with other people. <laughs> because so many things going on in our mind, right? We decide sometimes do I chant or not? Do I go to temple or not? Do I follow regularity principle or not? Do I cooperate or not? All these things going on in our mind. Kick, boom, show your power to them. Hare Krishna. Grantara Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Srila Prabhupada ki jai. Srinaratam Das Thakur ki jai. Guru Premanande. Digi Life. Another day. Hare Krishna. You were watching yourself. Jai Ho Prabhu Jai Ho. I just shared, shared. If nobody is there, at least someone has to be there. Which verse was that? Which verse was that? 18. 18.